That distortion is intended, folks. All Sometimes right. I think when you're playing that music, you decide, you know what, I don't even want to talk today. Let's just play DJ and just play that's the right. whole Wilco catalog. <laughs> uh, I would love to. I mean, that's my separate uh, job, I suppose, yeah. my other job. But uh, in reality, is I, I truly love uh, that group. Um, you have an interesting topic today. I do. And a topic that I, I have often quoted, but I'll say it here and because I, I love talking about it. It is... I believe, no, I do not believe in gambling for the same reason I do believe in God. Now, let me say what the audience is thinking. Barack Lurie, what does that mean? <laughs> what the F does that mean, right? What the heck does that mean? How can you put those two together? What, let, what is it? What, other than the both start with the letter G. Yeah, let me say it <laughs> what, in teenage dialect. What the heck do you mean? <laughs> that's, that's right. Huh? What, what do I mean by that? I, and, and I want to get into that because... Folks, I'll repeat it. I do not believe in gambling for the same reason I do believe in God. Now, I'll explain. You know, let's start off with gambling first. I'm a numbers guy. And when I go to Las Vegas, very rarely, I, I just don't like going there, by the way. I, if I do go there, I'll go for a show. The, the restaurants are good. And I like uh, the pools in the summer and stuff like that. But other than that, uh, gambling, that's the last thing I want to do. Why do I have such distaste or disinterest, I should say, in gambling? Because I see people going in there and to these lavish, beautiful buildings. And I see a, a building, a, a business that just takes money from these people. Because they go in there and if, if you think for a moment that you're going to win... Um, on a consistent basis, you're a fool. The numbers are totally stacked against you. That's the reason why all gambling casinos do well. You don't hear about this or that gambling casino filing for bankruptcy, right? You, you also don't. don't hear about the customer of said casino having a house that's half as nice as the building the casinos. There in. you go. <laughs> that's true. That's exactly right. It's a it's a big issue and. They, they, they spend their money correctly on uh, just making it more and more lavish. Um, and they comp their high rollers as much as they can. Uh, and the more they, they, uh, they spend, the more they comp uh, on beautiful sweets, uh, you know, alcohol, and sometimes beautiful women. It's a big issue. And but it, I thought those women actually liked me. <laughs> no? Uh, oh, oh okay. sorry. I didn't realize I was offending you. <laughs> Uh, no wonder she won't call me That's back. right. She won't call you back for some reason when you did go bust. I mean, how many people who, who, on which side of the, of the gambling uh, is, is there a lot of bankruptcies? Is it from the gambling casinos or the gambler? You know, I just figured out the best gamble is investing in casino companies. I, it's a sure what thing. A, what, a, what a great investment a sure that thing. is. And what are they selling? They are selling uh, the, the hope, the false hope that you are going to be the one that's going to make money today, that you're the lucky one. And all the others out there, well, they're not going to make any money at all. And they will plow their money into these machines, into these uh, crap tables and otherwise, uh, and each of them, each of them individually thinking that they are going to be a winner. In, in a way, uh, Ari, it's, a, it's like you know that those statistics that show that uh, – 
80% of people think that they're better than the average driver, <laughs> right? <laughs> By definition. <laughs> right? Can I, can I uh, d- say one of my favorite Simpsons quotes that I know yeah. you'll appreciate? While laying on his couch, after thinking he fooled everyone by not having to go to church, right. he falls asleep with a cigar in his mouth. And before falling asleep, he says, everybody's stupid but me. Then he falls asleep. The cigar rolls out of his mouth onto the couch, sets the couch on the fire, sets the house on fire. Now the whole house is burning down, and he's asleep in the inferno. Right. So it's like that. It's a, it's Every, everyone's a terrible driver but me. But me. Exactly right. But this, see, yeah. these are false numbers. People have yeah. false perceptions of their own realities, of their own, where they belong in the numbers, right? So this is part of the problem of teenagers, right? They, they think that they are immortal and that if they drive recklessly, they won't get hurt, Right. But as you get more mature, we appreciate the fact that we might be one of those statistics. There is the numbers. There's that word, statistics. But when it comes to gambling, we're just like that foolish teenager. We think that uh, that loss will not affect us. It'll affect everyone else, but not us. And so if you make the analogy, and I think it's a good one, uh, you're really a fool to gamble on a consistent basis. Now, that's not to say that that the the kind of the, what's the word, uh, the, the pleasure gambler, the uh, recreational gambler. Somebody goes to, if you go in with the attitude of saying, look, I've got a hundred bucks in my pocket. Uh, I can easily afford to lose a hundred bucks and I, I'm going to treat it like Disneyland, like a Disneyland ticket. And I'm going in for the ride and let's see how long I last. And maybe I'll, if I get some money, fine, that's okay. If I, but I'm, I'm not there to get the money. I'm there for the ride just to enjoy the thrill of, you know, being at a blackjack table and feeling like I'm James Bond. Okay, and fine. having the pretty girl who yeah. really likes me, really, really likes right, right. me, sit and maybe and getting a free drink. Fine, you want that? By all means. Then, in a sense, they're the suckers, not you. But appreciate the fact that you're paying the price. That's it. Appreciate it. The odds are truly stacked against you. So you're a fool if you are going in there with the eye on the mind that I'm going to put down a hundred and I'm going to get six thousand back. It ain't going to happen, and you're a fool if you think it is. Okay, just that's it. Now, I talked about those numbers. Now let's go to God. Because I said I don't believe in gambling for the same reason I do believe in God. So are you saying that God is not a gamble? (laughs) No, I'm saying that the numbers uh, suggest so powerfully the statistics, the odds, that there is a creator. So whether that creator is whether that creator is the, the, the God of Jehovah and Jesus and such, that's a different story. I happen to believe in that God, but I do not, I, I, you know, we don't have to even go there. I'm simply saying that what we see all around us, the, the very existence of the universe itself is not a function of randomness. That I am more than 100% sure at this point. The odds are so staggeringly small that it happened on a random basis. So to, to balance the analogy... Maybe full circle. What you're saying is you don't gamble because the numbers are so clearly that you can see in front of you. So overwhelming that most likely you are going to lose money that you value, that you don't want to lose. And when it comes to God, the odds are so likely in favor that this universe was created by a creator that you obviously believe in it because it would be foolishly, infinitesimally small of a chance that it wasn't. That's, that's right. It, it requires far more faith to not believe that there was a creator of this universe than 
to believe that there's a creator of this universe. In fact, you're, you're, you're a fool, to use that same word again, if you were to determine that there, or decide that there's no creator. It, it's just foolish. Because you really have to be intellectually honest at some point. That, and you know, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be the, the God of the Jews or the God of the Christians or, or the God of the Muslims. Or any God that, that is... Uh, in, in the Rolodex, so to speak. Yeah, we now know the truth <laughs> that you'll wind up into when you, you have your day meeting the creator. You'll find it is a Siamese cat. That's right. Oh, <laughs> no, no. The cat oh thing no. <laughs> no. The truth The truth is that the real God is the God of Scientology. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And we'll be but, we'll be out recruiting. Don't worry, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid not at all. scheme. No. We just make money every time you join. Yes. So and sign up your friends. So you have to be a fool to not believe in a creator. The the creator uh, concept is is so powerfully clear here, and it, you just got to sit down with yourself at some point and ask yourself, why is there anything? Why? We we know that there's a big bang. We 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 now acknowledge that there's a big bang. We have to ask why, and you have to go back to, to just ask the science behind the Big Bang and the science of how it is that life could have formed in this otherwise perfectly moderate climate called Earth compared to any other planet in the, any other universe that we've ever seen. And, uh, and not only that, the, the chances of life forming are so staggeringly, on its own, spontaneously. And you're created. talking just amoebas when you say uh, yeah, life. not even amoebas, one-cell organization. One-cell oh. And uh, then then you have to multiply, not add on, but multiply the fraction of the likelihood that that one cell can now reproduce itself. Into two cells. Into two Dividing, cells, four, and so on. Division reproduction. That's an enormous leap when you think about it. I mean, it's one thing to create life randomly, which is itself staggeringly uh, unlikely. Staggeringly unlikely. It's, it's one out of uh, trillions of trillions of trillions. I mean, the zeros would just go out the door, as it were. So you take that fraction. Now you have to multiply it again against another fraction of almost equally staggeringly small odds that it could reproduce itself. Then you multiply it against that same another fraction uh, as to the chances that it can mutate. That's that's an enormous achievement. Let me ask you a question that just occurred to me that I think yeah. that uh, the a skeptic or someone make a counter argument to yeah. would then post you, which is, well, if there's a creator, and I'm saying it as if I'm really stupid because. I think these people are stupid. Okay. <laughs> if there's a creator, who created the creator? Right. Uh, we don't know that's correct, um, but we we conclude that there is a creator. And and if there's no creator, if there's a creator behind the creator, then so be it. But all we can talk about is what we see here and now. This universe, as we see it, there is creation to it. That's it. Now, the why of it, that's a mystery. The how of it, also a mystery. But... But it's but ain't, it ain't random. That's yeah, one thing we can truly yeah. conclude that it ain't random. Because I would always make the point that that those questions are actually irrelevant because we are here. Right. You are alive. I am right. alive. We are having this conversation. We have we have awareness. There are others with awareness. Meaning, why can't we just deal with the facts on the ground at the moment? Right. And worry about for those other things. You know the Einsteins and the other you know people right. who think professionally about that kind of stuff, and they, and they should think professionally about yeah. it. But but, but I know, mean, and, but and, and, those and, of us we can just accept on faith right. that the Creator is here because we are here. Right. Now going back to the gambling thing, I, I said I made this analogy. I made the same. The reason why I don't believe in gambling is the same reason why I believe in God. Remember that phrase. It's not really a good. It's not a perfect analogy. 
but it's, it's a thought process, right? But to make it a perfect analogy, it would have to be the following. Say you want to go to Vegas and you want to gamble. And you're about to go on a blackjack table. And I'm the blackjack dealer. And I say, Mr. David, uh, welcome to our blackjack table. You'd like to gamble, would you? And you say, yes, I would like to. Um, all right. Mr. D David, uh, the chances of you seeing any of your money back is as slim as you throwing an entire box of alphabet soup 20, 16 floors below and expecting them all to land in such a way that they would create a Shakespearean sonnet 15 times in a row. Okay? And uh, if you can do that, that's about the same amount of odds, uh, you will see a $10,000 return on your $1,000 investment. You ready to lay down your money, Mr. David? Oh, me? No, I'm going to buy stock. <laughs> that's right. Some, You're going to do something else. a company that owns casinos. Right. You're going to do something, or or maybe you'll you'll plow down the same money and, and and put it on a cruise or something, something fun. Um, it's just insane. That is the equivalent of not believing in God, because at least with the gambler, you can say there is a chance. I mean, he's going to you know people do win, but they'll lose more often than not. And you, as an individual, the more you play, the more you can expect to lose. That's all. So go in there for the ride if you want, but don't expect to actually get money. And here, my, to make it a picture-perfect analogy, I would have to, basically, you're, you're saying, come in for the ride, and that's it. There's no, there's no expectation of money. Right. You would not, you would not gaming. gamming. You're playing a game, that's really all. And you may win, may not. Right. Don't expect. Yeah. The, the end game isn't a, a financial award. The end game is, did you enjoy playing? Right. The chances of life happening, just, again, just life happening randomly are as slim as winning the lottery with a certain combination over and over and over again, about 20 times in a row, with the exact same numbers in the same sequence. Okay? And if that happened, you would say, if somebody said to you, I won again, Hey, all right, David, wins again, the Powerball lottery, whatever it might be, with the same numbers. Wow, this is getting boring. <laughs> I won again. That's right. And then say, I guess, uh, all right, David, won again. Well, that's it. And it's just purely random, folks. You would say, no, I don't think so. You, there might be a congressional investigation, for example. <laughs> it, no, no fool would believe that. And yet, the atheist believes exactly that. When it comes to the lack of creation that that, that, that happened as far as, as far as the probabilities, probabilities, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, to me, that that is really sad. Now they can say, you know, we can't lay that blame because that much blame because it's not as if they've actually studied this. Most atheists simply their analysis is not the analysis that we're going. It's through. it's reactionary knowledge. It's basically right. the kind of thing where I don't like essentially the color of the sky, so I'm going to pretend it's not blue. So it's kind okay. of that kind yeah, of, yeah, no. you know what I call three-year-old uh, uh, right. child reactionary thinking? Right. Hey, uh, don't do that. That's sharp. No, it's not. Right, right. Uh, it actually is. 
Don't uh, don't tell me that. Uh, right. Okay, I'll, right. you know I, I'm not going to win an arguing with you because you're three years yeah. old. So I'm going to stop arguing. But just because I stop arguing doesn't mean what you say is, is right. actually so. Yeah, uh, that that's right. The the atheist reaction is it might be more of a, a visceral, you know, um, you know, shrug the shoulders sort of response. Here's what the atheist will say: Look, that's all very cute what you just said, Mr. Lurie, and Mr. David. But the reality is, I don't see no God. Uh, I don't hear no God. I don't feel no God. Uh, it sounds like a big, uh, a big charade scam. to me. A big scam. scam. It's designed to control people. And uh, by the way, if there's such a great God, then how come there's so much misery in the life? And not just in the history of the world, but just life, generally speaking, why is life so, so miserable? Uh, no, thank you. And now we have answers to that, of course. But that's their, like, shrug their shoulders. Uh, I don't need to right. think about and, this nonsense discussion yeah. anymore. That's the way they think. And when you, when you confront it, and I have my wonderful brother, who is one of the most intelligent men I know, uh, he, he hasn't thought this through. He, he doesn't want to talk. And I, and I say, let's talk about the numbers. And he'll, he'll say, well, he'll give a dismissive look. Uh, and, and, and he's entitled to do that. He's just, he's just not interested. To him, it's just silly. Why, why engage in a silly discussion? Well, it's, we've talked about before with different kind of subject but the same mm-hmm. kind of thing of those thought process it's the reaction of i don't know and i don't care right and because it, you know once you get into i don't know and i don't care well there's no arguing with you or or discussing or conversing or anything right because you've just stated you don't know yeah. thus you have lack of knowledge right and then when you say you don't care you don't care to discuss to change your state of lack of knowledge right. to a state of knowledge full right it's uh, it's a it becomes a a self locking you know corridor. It doesn't open no matter what. That's right, and it's going to be that way. Now, look, I want to apply this a little bit to the law um, because I see this all the time. Okay, now let me ask you: How do you, Barack Lurie Esquire? Are, <laughs> are you an ESQ? Uh, well, ESQ? as it turns out, the word Esquire. You know, it, when I first started practicing for maybe a, my first year and a half. Um, I would sign my letters, uh, you know, Barack Lurie Esquire. I thought that's what you do, like a doctor says, you know, Dr. You know, John Smith. Yeah. Uh, or maestro instead of, you know, or whatever. whatever it is. But, but doctor, you know, if, if yeah. you're a doctor, you sign Dr. John Smith. You don't say John Smith. You, you make it clear and you walk around and people don't call you Mr. They call you doctor. You get the idea. Yeah. Esquire is different. It's more of an honorary title. So... You don't refer to yourself as Esquire. Other people refer to you. Ah. Um, so, for example, uh, you wouldn't you refer to I, I would refer to myself as Hi, I'm Mr. Barack Lurie, or I'm Mr. Lurie. I would say I'm Barack Lurie, and you would you would say Hi, Mr. Lurie. That's what you would do if you met me for the first time, maybe. Um, so that, anyway, that that goes there. I am an Esquire uh, okay. as a pastor. well. Let, let me just finish the question. So, Mr. Barack Lurie, yes, Esquire, sir. attorney at law. How does this apply to the law? All right. Uh, the the probability and chances well, the pro- that you are definitely going to lose money in a casino, and that the chances that there is not a creator is equally as low, if not lower, than your chance of making money at a casino. There, there are, some people treat law like a slot machine. Uh, they 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 want to know. It's it's an interesting thing. They they think, well, let's see what happens. Uh, and and they actually tell me. I mean, this is very interesting. The other like a week ago, uh, a nice lady called me up and said, uh, and I and I asked her point blank after she told me her story. I said, uh, "How much do you think 
damages are going to be? And she said, in, uh, about $100,000, but in front of a jury, a million dollars. And I said, because this, this, this will she go in front of a jury. She needs to hire Lionel Hutz. <laughs> yeah, this will be in front of a jury, and, 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 and she's telling me what a jury will do. And I said, I'm sorry, are you a lawyer? And she said, no. I Does said, she play one on TV? I, <laughs> I have to say that. No, I, I know. Are you a lawyer? And she said, no, I'm not a lawyer. And I said, you know, I, I mean, with respect, ma'am, I, I, I am a lawyer, and you may have the assumption that, you know, as, as if somehow I don't know that there's a thing, such a thing as a jury. I'm aware of that. But you're, you're clearly thinking, you must have seen some movies or something that, that suggests that juries are all impassioned and everything. Uh, yes, there's, there's a different element to juries, that's true, but, it, but you got to get that out of your head. And people just have these, these enormous assumptions about things. Now, I want to talk about the numbers and the, and the statistics. Would that be similar to the lotto gambling that a ju- assuming a jury is going to do that is like assuming it's going to be the same jury as you've seen in your hypothetical trial that you have in your head that right. will definitely appear to be in this and paneled on this trial, right. too, with the exact there, there, same emotions. Right. There's definitely gambling. I mean, in a sense, it is gambling. You know, many people say that you can, you can try some cases 20 different times and you get 20 different results. I mean, half of them, by and large, will be for the plaintiff, and half of them, by and large, will be for the defendant. Some of cases, of course. But, but no two cases will result in exactly the same number. They're kind of like snowflakes in that way, right? Yeah. Uh, so if there's a claim for a million dollars, but it's a, there's emotional distress, well, emotional distress is not really in play. Let's take a, a more classic example, and we don't do this kind of law, but let's say medical damages and loss of income. Um, those are more fuzzy numbers, and it's very... Almost never will you get the same result from this or that jury. Some cases are more clear cut. You know, did you pay the hundred thousand dollars that you owed, or didn't you? And that's it. So your your answer will be yes or no. But so many people will look at uh, juries and and for that matter cases, generally speaking, and see it as a crapshoot. And they'll although they'll they won't understand the numbers behind it. And people really have to understand the numbers. And I like to win. I really do. And, and one speech I gave to uh, the financial lawyers, sorry, um, the Financial Wealth Summit uh, it, it, for KRLA with Dennis Prager, I found myself saying, you know, why do we find ourselves winning more often than the average lawyer or law firm? And we do. Uh, and the reason why is because uh, I cook the books. I mean, you pick the right clients. I pick the right clients. I. You know, in the same way they say that, that you make money when you buy a property, right? You win the case when you choose the right case. Right? Yeah. That's, that's really what it is. And I pick the winners. Uh, I like to win. I just like it. And I like to see the smile on the, the, the client's face. It makes me feel good and, I don't know, makes me, gives me a little Why bit of a rush. like winning? Losing, is, lo- losing builds character. Right. Which and, I always thought is the stupidest thing ever. Right. So what? <laughs> well, you you learn from the losing. That's true. Yeah. And you learn how to lose. It's it's true. I mean, also. it's good to have character. But if you could go through life and all you do is win and you have no character, you've lived a good life, <laughs> character free. Possible. Possible. But babe, babe, it's important to fail, right? I mean, you know, just in the same way that it's important to fall down. That the only way you're going to learn how to ice skate is to fall down, right? You have to. I mean, that's part of the process, rather. Yeah. Look, um, the the the. So you need to really sit down and ask yourself, just like we were talking about gambling, go, before you go into that, to the casino, you, it's, it's okay. Ask yourself, why are you going to the casino? Do you want to have a fun time 
and, and you're willing to lose 100 bucks without it really hurting you in the piggy bank uh, department, fine. By all means, go, go for it. But analyze the numbers. Figure this out. Understand that you are not more likely to win than all these other suckers around you. So to in speak. other words, if you like winning yeah. and you hate losing, and a lot of people who like winning hate losing more than they like winning, right? don't do that. Don't do, do something it. else. Don't do it. If you, if you really want to understand the way the world is, sit down with yourself and ask yourself, how, what is the likelihood of life actually happening on the planet, that it can reproduce itself, that it can evolve, that it actually be self-aware at some point? What, just start doing the numbers. Well, even ask yourself a more basic number. Why are so many people who go to church every week happy? That's right. That's right. You know, because that is a, sort of a thing right there. Right. And furthermore, look, I mean, going back now, now let's talk about the law. Okay. So you got to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, okay, where, what, what are the odds of success in this case? Um, what is, um, where can this case go? What, what are the permutations associated with this case? And for that, you've got to do the hard work. Just like you've got to do, I, I, I tell atheists, you've got to do the hard work. We talked about, I don't know, but I don't care people, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are like that when it comes to law. They, they don't know about the odds. They don't care, but they just want to go I, I hired my bulldog lawyer. It'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, bulldog lawyer. And they say, yeah. I want a bulldog. How many times have I heard that? And I say, you want a bulldog lawyer? There's plenty of assholes out there. <laughs> There's a, you, you want, this is you, a family you, show. I, I understand. But you, you, want, you, want, you want somebody who's a bulldog? That's easy. That's easy. You, I mean, it's, it's really an amazing thing. You, 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 if you want somebody that actually does a good job, that means he's got to roll up his sleeve and he's got to figure out what the legal issues are and what the yeah. facts are and, and apply them to the law. You want, and, then you, make it, and, and then make a calculated and informed decision as to what is a good case and what is yeah, not a good you case. You want a craftsman. You want a watchmaker or That's a right. jeweler or a surgeon. You don't want some guy who's going to do surgery in a china shop with a sledgehammer. Right. You know, and they, they, they <laughs> break their, everything. Their vision of a bulldog is somebody who yells on the phone a lot. And, and, and the funny thing is I, I, I get calls from such attorneys and I'm always laughing. I'm just like, Really? You really think this is going to work on me? I mean, maybe when I was a second year, it would work. But now I'm 23 years in practice. I mean, who does that? Nobody. Yeah. Is, is it, <laughs> who treats people that way and like, expects it to turn it's like, out well? Yeah, it's like you, I mean, I, I have this one, one case where the guy just says, you're hiding these documents and you're going to, and we're going to take you. Okay. You want to argue with me about this? Seriously? You're going to, you're going to do this? I mean, we know how this is going to play out. It's, it's just the funniest thing. And I said, okay, so here, we'll call him John. John? Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get the documents that I think are appropriate, and we're going to talk about it. And if you don't like those documents, and you think you give me a good reason, I'll produce more documents to you. I don't have a problem with that. And this case is going to be what it's going to be at trial, and I'm going to win because of X, Y, and Z. And you're going to lose. And, and I, I can say that with some degree of confidence because I've already picked the cases, right? Yeah. I've analyzed the cases ahead of time. And, and so likewise, just like the atheist really should, he, he, but he's not, he, if he actually sits down and does the numbers, he'll realize he's been wrong. He's been wrong all this but time. But that's such a hard thing to admit. It, it that's is. harder to admit for a lot of people. Right. But, they, you, but, they, actually, but wait, wait, wait. Yeah. They, I, I, I understand where you're going with that. I know it's hard, but that's not where I want to go. They claim to be people of science. They claim to be people of numbers. Oh. They, will fall, they, they claim to say, They're I just want to go. They're people of emotion. I understand. I agree with you. But they claim to be people of science. And if you play that with him. And, and that was very, you know, both for Dennis Prager and for me, we both said the same thing almost at the same time. 
we came to God through the numbers, through science. And if and, and I say this about you know the food that I eat. Uh, if you were to tell me that uh, uh, you know ribeye steak, uh, you know twice a day it was healthy for you, I'd eat ribeye steak twice a day. That's what it would be. I mean, I, I, I'm not emotionally invested in it. And if I were, then maybe I ought to rethink why I'm emotionally invested in it. Yeah, and if it was proved to you that vegetables were lethal, you might stop eating I might them. Stop. You, you know, I, I, that's exactly right. You know, I, I, you're you're not uh, immune or or unreceptive to new knowledge. Right, right. And I I I just want to learn. And because I wanted to learn, I believed in God. I was an atheist, and I opened up, and I I profoundly respect. Uh, many of these much I, mean, I became a believer in God when I was 20, 21, um, and a profound believer very quickly after that. At first, I was just believing. I was hoping, I think, more than anything else. But then I became a profound believer a couple you of years after. You went from believing to knowing. To, to knowing, yeah. yeah. And uh, I really admire those scientists in particular, though, who go out there on a limb as renowned atheists. And in their 60s, turn around. And then they say, you know what? I think I've been all around, wrong on this. I now believe that there's a God. Now, they, the atheists behind them basically say, oh, because they're seeing their own mortality and they, they, don't, they want to believe in a God. They're now scared of death. Now, now they're scared. Yeah. And, they, don't uh, want, they don't want death to end it. You right. Know. It's sort of nanny nanny billy goat. Something kind of like, that. like that. So going back to the law, people uh, really need to sit down and do their homework and just figure out are, are the are the facts really with me? Do I have the emails? Or do emails to back up my claim of a contract, for example? Or, or better yet, is there that email out there that's going to devastate my case? Because there often is. Um, are the documents all there? Um, you know, do I have the appropriate witnesses to back up what I what I'm claiming to to say? Um, and it's really an extraordinary thing. Uh, and what will the other side say? These are these are questions you must ask. And at that point, you can, you can literally say to yourself, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go forward. Because guess what? You're going to be spending a lot of money in the litigation. So if you don't do the homework ahead of time, as a client and at, with a lawyer, if you don't do that homework, you may be sorely disappointed in the end because you'll discover Sorely disappointed. How about royally screwed? Ro royally screwed, you right. Know. You may realize, oh, gosh, I didn't have all those chess pieces that I thought I had. And uh, surprise, I'm being, you know, a checkmate's coming soon. That's not a good, you don't want to be feel that way. You want to feel like you've got the pieces. Now, that doesn't mean that's a guarantee of success, but you'd rather go in with, you know, a strong army to your case. And, and you'd rather be able to say, and, and this is what settlement is all about, right? I, I often tell, you know, in the old colonial days, you would have two big armies, right, facing each other on the hill. And uh, the two generals would... Walk right toward the out center. And meet. They'd ride out and meet, and they say, "Okay, look, uh, you see, uh, you see my army behind me. I've got uh, the following cavalry, and I've got these these lances, and I've got uh, these archers, and with a fire, and and not only that, but there's ten thousand of mine. I'm looking at your army, and I see a bunch of men with a couple of spears. You know, do you really want to go forward with this? I mean, are you sure about that? I mean, we'll be happy to do so. It just I don't know if you really want to do that. And uh, that's uh, the smart general on the other side says, you know, okay, good point. Uh, can we negotiate some good terms here? Sure. Okay. Can, can we maybe absorb you into our army? Uh, yeah, that's right. Can you give us the full pay? Yeah, sure. 
okay, then suddenly they're joining the army. Whatever it might be that they do to settle, um, that's the way to yeah, do it. Reasonable, mutually beneficial terms of that's settlement. Right. And, and, and that's where you want to be. You want to have that big army that I just described first, not the ragtime. You never want to go in battle thinking that you have more of an army than you actually have, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we call a phantom army. Um, and you're, you're for sure going to lose in that, if that's the case. So understand the numbers, understand what you have, and that's the only hope of actually winning. That's a hope. And even then, it's not, not for sure. But at least go in there with intelligent decision-making and intelligent analysis uh, of, of what's what. Anyway, uh, this is uh, just something I love so much to talk about, as you can see. But it's, uh, it's the way to go. Um, this is Baruch Lurie. And uh, I've truly enjoyed uh, listening and talking to you, Ari. And I uh, hope everyone listening today has enjoyed our talk about the numbers. Until tomorrow.